most of us who grew up with technology are already in the boat of being pessimistic regarding it being the path to a more beautiful world. Lately it seems like it's always a balance of how much privacy and attention do I sacrifice in order to have access to these tools that amplify my voice. Now with the buzz of cryptocurrencies and blockchain starting to bubble up everywhere, these feelings of being fleeced by fancy tech started creeping in again. I decided it was time to step outside my comfort zone, see if this whole blockchain thing is real and why. Recently, I caught up with a group of blockchain and cryptocurrency enthusiasts at the Empire Blockstars meetup in Marietta, California. My name is Luke Thomas, and this is Blocktrain. putting on the blockchain and just like go start here start with that revolution and yeah but it's cool though you can it, it, it can you can create a digital representation of any asset mm -hmm. any asset class and then apportion it out to anybody yeah and you have it's on a distributed ledger that you can see all the transactions who, who knows who owns what right. you don't need a title search to do it yeah you don't need it yeah just, it all sits there and that's what's really and to anybody across borders. <laughs> but then you have the laws. My thought is though, that if everything is decentralized, then you don't, then how can government regulate that? The co the, well, the government of the, of the, the decentralized government, governmental ethics. Well, there's the ethics of the coders that are deciding what's, what gets written to the block. That's the scary thing. And so that's, 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 like. that's the, I don't know, I'm saying it is. It's decentralized, so but there's still, there's still, there's still there's still a decision being made about so what is going to happen still where. But hopefully, well, and, and what happens? But what happens if those those set of actors decide that they're going to do something that isn't ethically correct? Right. Well, then people can vote to reject that, and they can fork the blockchain, and then that's that's, and that's how you get classic Ethereum, you know? And that's yes, like yeah, that's, that's right. exactly so so so. Hopefully, it's a self-regulating ethical type of ecosystem, you know? I agree. It, no, it, that, what you just said is absolutely. It, it'll be it, yeah. So it's 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 beautiful. Yeah, this this is like some thoughts that I've just been having like recently. You know, getting turned on to. I almost see those forks as like since since the blockchain is like some sort of like immutable, never ending till the end of the world type of technology. It's almost like when a fork happens, it's like a different thread of like a time continuum happening you know what i'm saying yeah, it's yeah. like it's like it's, it's like uh, it's like when time travel gets ripped apart and there's a whole new thread that's like that's what it's the an alternate universe it's an alternate universe man it is exactly it's, and and when you like kind of really see it in those terms you see what's happening and the way these this happens it's really fascinating because my friend told me too because like i'm so like like in my thoughts are like so you know, into the future how is this going to work you know what are the use cases and my friend goes here he's like, he's like yeah I like that he's like but I want to see how we capitalize it right now yeah well there's <laughs> it's my money I said you know the, the thing is is that there, there's a million ways to capitalize it right now they're all going to be you know bridges of the technology the, the issue is that anybody that has enough intelligence and knowledge to bring something that's uh, to, to build something that's bridging that gap also knows enough 
enough in their soul that they're delaying the inevitable future by just building the patch instead of the the the, the product. You know what I'm saying? That's what he told me. That's what he told me. You said you didn't feel you didn't feel right going to your clients and, and consulting with them about legacy technology. Yeah, you knew this exists. Exactly. Exactly, man. I couldn't. I couldn't go. I, I couldn't go and sell somebody path, right? It's like, gets convoluted every other year by just to keep people guessing in that game, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I can't sell people, you know, training, you know, because you're not going to need that, you know what I'm saying? When it comes down to it, you're not going to need that. Now, if somebody wants to put out a really, uh, you know, great certified uh, blockchain system security engineer certification type program or something like that, though, I, no, 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 that's something that I might, I might feel good about selling to somebody because, you know, that's going to be a certification that's going to matter in the future. But, but these guys who are like banking their like few dollars that they saved up to go and get this training for like this they're thinking that it's gonna like be the future man it's it's just not you know and i i just can't there, there's certainly work in the next four or five six years for your standard developers but i think that the future is you know if you're a front-end developer then your skills are going to carry on to the rest of the for the rest of the future of blockchain but all the back-end database developers uh, need to start reskilling themselves and retooling themselves i think as as quickly as possible and that's my my personal opinion uh, and and yeah, I mean, because if you if you look at what it is, what if you look at the sandwich of the stack of tech that is set up there and what it is, that you're looking at front end tech smashed into this new type of database. If I want to get really stupid, simple about it, so there, there's a, there's a couple companies working on that, and and I agree, but that that's why I put that time limit on it. You know what I'm saying? Because really, when it comes down to it. In the future, you might all you may need to do is like HTML. You may not need to know be a coder. You're not going to need to be a coder at all, right? In order to build blockchain technology, just like just like WordPress, there's going to be you know platforms that come out where you can kind of smash smart contracts together and smash a smart front end on it and smash all of the permissions on it and, and publish it. That's just not here yet. You know, we don't we don't have that yet. I'm curious to see how it's going to play out in the legal legal world though. Because contracts right now are written with ambiguities a lot of times. Right. And you argue them to favor yeah. your position. Right. So these are written... Their with, code is law. Yeah, it's there's, logic. There's it's no like, ambiguity. There's, yeah, there's a, it, it's a, it runs by a set yeah. standard of rules. Yeah. And it automatically... Yeah. So it's going to be difficult to see how to weasel out of those types of contracts and those agreements. Yeah. In the we, Especially if you say, that's not what I intended. You're gonna have to show like intent by like reproducing that contract and like a new address and being like, look here, I, I did it over again. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you you aren't gonna be able to go in and just like fix that little piece. You're gonna have to rebuild the whole thing and show your intent is to re you know do it right and and re put it out there and then kill that old contract and, and and be like, here, I did everything that I can do. I don't know. I don't know. So let me ask. Um, are you you're in the investment? How, how do you how do you determine which is the best investment for an ICO? Yeah, you just read the white paper, look at the management team, and that's kind of it. If, if the project makes sense, a lot of projects don't make any sense. So you're reading white papers literally all day long. Well, I don't I don't invest a lot of time. 
but if I see something that catches my eye, I will ruin the thing and just take that to it. Uh -huh. The one last ice field I got into was Vinchain. I don't know if you heard that one or not. Do you come in as a credit investor when you invest? Yeah. Well, Vinchain, they are doing stuff with cars. So they want to. Yeah. So they're, they're doing Vinchain. Cars. I get it. And they're going to start giving dongles so the device to put into your car. Yeah. Yes, I heard about that. They're going to put it into the car. They're going to be able to tell you when your car needs work done. Yeah. We're gonna have different companies around. Uh-huh. These are these uh mechanics are embedded by us or whatever. You can go to good rates. And the mechanics can have the readouts too. They can tell you they can compete for your business. Right. They could bid on like your your repair like in real time as you're driving down the road you're this is something that's gonna be in yeah I was thinking that that that's definitely you know a, a car fax is an interesting thing to me right you know like in a way right yeah exactly that's cool and they yeah. have the calls to use. nice and you have to use their coins and their coins to go up the price right are they, are they trading on any exchanges can you buy their coin I'm starting next week I think mm -hmm. you know what exchanges they're on we'll find them Vinci you heard it here first so it was sold as a security? The coin is sold as a security? I do. They were legalized. They are from the same place. They are okay. in the US. What's the name again? Vinchain? Nice. I'm always curious. Always curious. I am. <laughs> curious minds want to know. Well, the, funny, the funny thing is, if, uh, if you're trading those security tokens, it should be on it only on SEC. Approved change like on GDAX yeah, or so, what? Yeah, like so, there's the only, there's literally only one, the only one that I knew about, and that was like T zero. I think that Patrick Burns started. Mm -hmm. That was gonna be the only SEC approved exchange. You had to go through one broker dealer to do it. Mm -hmm. It's one specific one. So I don't know of any current exchanges that are legal that sell security. Well, yeah, that sell security tokens. So the only I ones right now they're not gonna be an exchange. Start Engine, and I think there was another one. Mm -hmm. Republic or something? Well, Start Engine, there are some coins you can buy that are ICOs, and they are, they're done through SEC and everything else. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, I wanted to buy EOS. Right. And I, and, and I know, I looked at their, their website, you can't buy them, they don't offer them to... Yeah. But then I went on... You can get it on Binance. Binance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I buy yeah, it on Binance. exactly. Yeah. So I'm looking, and I know Binance is not a SEC for me. So a lot of these ones that get ICOs, they're probably security tokens. And I'm going, okay, well, oh well, I'll just buy them. Yep. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> That's fun. Uh, I do the penny stuff. I, I do penny ICOs, penny right? coins. Mm -hmm. So it's fun. It, 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 it is, fun. it is fun, man. And it really, um, 
to, to be able to even get in the world of trading and understand how it works, right? Just as a, a practice, as a, even a sandbox experience, you know what I'm saying? To learn trading. Like, crypto is a, a great place. You know, it's, at, for, like, it's how I'm learning it, right? That's exactly what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I never knew how to put ch- exchanges together and, you know, move stuff between whatever and make trades and, you know, what I'm saying? But I'm doing it now. Exactly, you know? And I think that... Uh, I think I think it's fun. I think that there's a new generation of people that, you know, cult- culturally there's a lot of uh, revolutions. We, we know that like culture eats process every time, right? And blockchain could be the most amazing process that was ever ever designed by any coder ever, right? But if the culture isn't there around it, right, it's not gonna it's not gonna go, right? Or it's gonna eat itself, right? So if we can, uh, you know, for me, I think culturally. Anything that has the ability to make people money um, has a pretty steady, like, pop uh, draw. You know what I'm saying? And it's a pretty consistent, and, you know, you could, you could say uh, culturally people are interested in a, a hundred different topics and a different things, you know, cars or whatever it is. But things that make you money, I think, are pretty consistently ha- get our, have popular opinion and have pretty consistent growth. And I think that cryptocurrency is something that has that. And I think that the popularity of it is going to grow. It's gonna keep going, and I think that culturally, the drive is gonna is gonna be there and steady more than a lot of other subjects that people can get involved in these days. I hope it does. I hope it. Yeah. I want to see it more used as a currency like yeah. than just the store of value. You know, I want yeah. people to, to spend it. I mean, I, I often go into restaurants, so much to my kids' dismay. I'll even ask the clerk, "Do you accept Bitcoin?" Yeah. Just, Dad, stop it. Just. <laughs> Just to open a conversation. Yeah, well, yeah, because I want to know if they do, and then half the time they're like, uh, what is that? Right. Yeah. Do you get people to know? Well, I, sometimes, like, I went to, I did, I, I told you I spoke at a conference in Nashville, and after the conference was over, I went back to my hotel, and I and I intentionally looked for a place that accepted Bitcoin, because I wanted to buy a beer with Bitcoin. And I found a bar that was close to my hotel, nice. and I went there, and I bought it with Bitcoin. I, I, got, I even called that, because it... It was online, and they said they accept Bitcoin. I, I called and I said, "You guys accept Bitcoin?" He's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, we accept Bitcoin. Cool." So I walked in. I go, "Hey, um, I called. You guys accept Bitcoin, right?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, absolutely." Yeah, yeah. So, what, so what would it be like? Would it be like Apple Pay or what? Kind of type of thing, or you you don't you said you don't know anything about Bitcoin? Yeah, oh. he's a he's a brand new. Josue uh, oh, is brand new here. Okay, there's, there's. I just met some. I just met these. Do you, you have a here? wallet? Do you have a he here? doesn't have any. Co- no, 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 we're just. I have a wallet. <laughs> We have a wallet. I mean, who doesn't? I, I gave him like a five. I talked to him about five minutes, and then he wanted to stay. He was like, "Oh, wallet, no, man." Yeah. Hey, all right, you download, you download, you download a, a wallet. It's Bitcoin wallet. Well, yeah. then there's different types of wallets. There are software wallets. Well, that's the thing. I have, I have Coinbase. Coinbase is the most popular. It's a centralized wallet, though. The, the, the blockchain is is open, free, and doesn't have an intermediary. Let me bring a chair, right? All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, don't use Coinbase. <laughs> I know, but but you know, people, feel, you know, it's kind of like you use Coinbase. It's like because it's it's most popular and people kind of trust it. So you, it's, are, it's, yeah. Blockchains, they're trustless environments, which means mm-hmm. you don't have to trust the person that you're ex- uh, interacting with, exchanging money with, or value, because you don't need a third party to mediate between the transaction. Like normally, when you 
you have a bank account, right? Yeah. So when you go someplace, you spend your money, uh, use your card or iPay or whatever, and your bank has to talk to that payment system, and there are all these transactions going on behind the scenes that you don't realize, but it seems seamless to you. Yeah. But in our current society, banks control money. They, along with the, with the, the government, well, not the, the government necessarily, they make policy. And then you have the, the Federal Reserve System. It's called Federal Reserve, we have the Fed. So they can print money out of nothing. And, yeah, they do. So, so they, so, Banks borrow money inflation. from the Fed. So does you know. So does the government. And banks take your money that you deposit, and they only keep like ten percent of it, and the rest of ninety percent of it they can loan out to other people. So a fractional reserve bank. So they continually print money. So the more money they print, the more inflation we have, and the more things cost more money. Yeah. That's the long and short of it. So you have the central bank controlling our monetary system. Well, Bitcoin doesn't have any bank. It, the way it was created was through this code, mm. and it sits. It runs on a blockchain. All a, a blockchain is is a ledger that shows account balances. This person owns this. Now this person owns that. Mm. And then you have, you can see it in real time. The transactions take place, but they're they're sort of anonymous because they're all encrypted. They're all encrypted. Yeah. So they have cryptography behind the scenes that show the transaction. That you don't know really know who the people are, but you can see every transaction. Yeah, every is transaction public. takes place. So, so you trade transparency yeah. for privacy. Yep, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So banks, they're the ones maintaining the ledger. They maintain everything in their hard drives or on their central servers. But they can get hacked. So servers can get hacked all the time. They always do. They get hacked. Mm. But the blockchain is a network of computer systems all over the world. All over the world, and but, they're uh, the ones who agree that you own Bitcoin now. Mm-hmm. So they all come to a consensus and say, okay, we all... Uh, it works like BitTorrent. Do you ever remember Napster? Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. So it works. It's, it's a decentralized server. So so let's say like everybody everybody goes out and they're trying to download a song from everybody. And if, if your song was different but said the name was the same, it would be like, no, we don't like you. You're trying to hack our system. We'll kick you out. We're not downloading your song. Right? So, so it's, a, it's a different way of like network security. So it can't be hacked, and it's it's based on that kind of peer-to-peer distribution of files, as opposed to like one central place of everything being there that can be like hacked and changed, yeah. right? And so you'd have to hack every computer that was carrying that song yep. in order for yeah. it to be a real hack. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and what computer science couldn't do, what they solved, mm-hmm. it's called the Byzantine General. So it's a double spend problem, mm-hmm. which means you always had to have a central server to go through. You couldn't have a distributed network. So, like, it's, it's, it's like if I sent you an email, I could send you some, I could send you like a picture of a cat. But I can still keep a copy of that cat. Yeah. And I can send mm-hmm. that copy to everybody else. But in Bitcoin, you can't. Yeah. You only send it one time. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's what the Bitcoin blockchain solved that problem. And there's all nuances about whether or not that's So with Bitcoin, you have no... You don't have a bank. of anything. You don't have a bank. I can send you money like, like if I was yeah. giving you proof. You have proof. Yeah. But you don't have... It's encrypted, though. Exactly. Nobody else can, can see. Oh, so like, okay. it'd, be like, it'd be like a receipt, right, that had your name on it, like that you bought something from a store. Well, when you buy something on the blockchain, that receipt goes out that the whole world can see it, except your name is just like a long thing of numbers, right? Numbers yeah. and, 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 and so 
and you have a key that you can provide to somebody, you can say, hey, go look up my receipt. And they can go and they can they can see your verify name underneath that, that and that verify that, that that's your receipt and then that happened. Yep. And that receipt is gonna be on the blockchain forever. Yep. For your whole for till the till the end of time. Till immutably till, no, no and, and, yeah, until that's exactly right. Until like every computer that had the file on it yep. went down yep. across the world. That's exactly right. So like uh, the the only way that the technology is gonna end is basically Catastrophe. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, yeah. Everyone's doing like now too. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, the, so the blockchain so the will remain there. Will the world will be gone. Yeah. All of the information will be there for someone to come and get. So just it. It'll be. It'll be. Yeah. Don't even get me started on live. Yes. Let's get there. That's awesome. That information will still be there. Exactly. The point is, you don't need intermediaries anymore. You don't need banks anymore. Yeah. You can transfer value peer to peer, like like you would. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody says that. Yeah. yeah. So are banks are banks scared right now? Or? Yes, they, they are. are. I can I can I can just. Uh, the blockchain podcast is brought to you in association with the Empire Block Stars, the Inland Empire's number one blockchain and cryptocurrency social networking group. We would also like to thank the following sponsors: Glassit.io. The world's first and last immutably immortal digital tokens of authenticity designed for creators, collectors, and appraisers. The California Blockchain Academy, an organization dedicated to community education and re-education of unemployed technical workers. You can learn more about our sponsors and how to attend the Empire Blockstars meetup at www.blockchainpodcast.com.